0: you're the coolest no you're the coolest no you're the coolest no you're the coolest okay i'm the coolest yeah
1: i agree all right good evening uh so what we have this evening is a combined podcast so with me i have rachel and Lene. uh So we are recording the Naps or Nothing Moms podcast, but I also have with me Pastor Mark Berkshire, my brother from another mother, uh, pastor of Meadow Run. Is it Meadow Run? Yep. Community Church in Ohio Pile, PA, Uh, and we're kind of combining both of those podcasts together, Faith Responders and Naps or Nothing Moms podcast, because we're talking about... um, How to have discussions and when is a good age to start discussing with your children about faith? And I have to add this disclaimer we're not trying to push our faith on anyone. Uh, We're all Christians. Uh, If you're not, that's okay. Uh, But we're just trying to start the discussion of hey, how do you start whatever your faith is? How do you start having those discussions with your children? And I'm going to start. Uh, And I'm going to ask Rachel specifically because she has school-age children. Um, What's a good age to start having discussions about faith with your children? What age did you start? Did you start before they were in school? What's a good age? Mm.
2: I would say I started as soon as they could ask questions. So they would... Uh, Well, our routine, you know, was to pray before our meals. And so after that, I think a lot of questions just came into play. So as soon as they can start talking, I made sure I was there to answer questions about faith. And and it's amazing how many questions they start having after that. (laughs) (laughs)
1: So, Mark, do you um, do you? I mean, because I know, like, we're pastors, we we like want to have children's church and all this kind of stuff. Do you have a set age where you think, hey, this is when you start having those discussions, or uh, is it is it going to vary by family? By I, I think it varies by family. I always encourage
0: parents um, to. Start praying over your children and with your children, even when they're infants, even when you don't think they're understanding because they are still learning. They say the first two years of a child's life is when they learn a lot of things. So you start to talk that into them, and start praying with them and, and, and literally telling them about Jesus, reading them time stories that have to do with faith um, you know, the Bible says to train up a child the way you he should be going, and then he will return to that. So, if, if you believe that, you know that you're you're trusting God to put that seed into their minds, even at an early age. Then, as as Rachel said, when you get be old enough to start asking questions, then you have the answers and they can understand i had i had um, a little two-year-old was living with us and and if i forgot to say the blessing she would not eat she would stop and she would make sure that we said the blessing before she ate and she was only two but she knew we said grace before we ate the meal and if we didn't she couldn't eat so (laughs) Uh, this is just, just still because we had done that from the time she was baby until the time she was two. And she would remind me that we would need to do that.
1: So, so Lene, you're in a... Sorry, my puppy's barking in the background. Lene, you're in a unique position because you have children at an age where they're just starting to form questions. Uh, so... um. When, when do you think is the, is the proper time? Do you, do you, do you think it's best for you to start? Okay. They're starting to form questions. So now I should start, try to, like we just said, start integrating this aspect into their life. Or is it more of a, I'm going to wait until they start asking questions so I can answer.
3: Well, we do we say prayers, we pray together and we um and like holidays we talk about the reason for the holidays but um they definitely don't ask any questions. <laughs> like like there is no questions being asked about anything. So I they definitely need a little bit more time at least my kids specifically because Yeah. They're just too little. So, so I mean uh- whenever when they show interest or, I mean, we'll, we'll keep talking about it.
1: So let me ask both of you guys a question. So, cause both of you said you, you pray with your, your, your kids. Um, do you think they, I mean, well, obviously like May, you said, yours are younger, but do you think they have an understanding of what that means or why you do it? Cause like Mark was just saying, you know, they were praying with, the child and he was like, "Wait, we didn't pray. That means I can't eat." You know, type of you know, in the the mind of a child. So, do you think they understand that? Do you explain to them what that prayer means and why you're doing it? Right in our household, we ask
2: if if they have need any thing that they want to pray for, and we say, you know. God is powerful and and he hears our prayers and he can answer them in his timing so they they get some of that you know so if if somebody's sick we pray for them and and then once they get better we're like see God God touched and healed their body so hopefully little by little they'll incorporate more and more trust and And they'll see how important prayer is and that, you know, that God does it all.
1: What do some of the discussions, and at this point, I'm going to give another disclaimer and a spoiler alert or a warning, whatever you want to call it. If you're listening with your children, you may want to have them leave the room because I don't want anyone getting upset or whatever about what we're about to say. So take a beat, pause. Escort your children out of the room. Send them to go get a Twinkie, Twizzler, or a piece of kale if you're more health minded. But send them <laughs> out of the room. So, here's my question: This is this is uh, what do you do, and how do you respond when outside influences begin to push a different aspect of faith onto your children? And I know most people think, you know, like in school, you're talking about schools that say you can't talk about God or you can't pray for your fruit or whatever. But I'm even talking about, and this is why I asked, please take your children out of the room, the parents who teach their children that, yes, there is a Santa Claus. <laughs> and the ones who teach that their children that, yeah, Santa Claus died thousands of years ago. It's all about baby Jesus. It's all about Christ. I'm the one putting the presents under the tree, not Santa Claus. And I do it because I love you and to honor Jesus Christ. So what do those things look like? How do you deal with that? Because whatever faith discussions you're having with your children, there are other parents having totally different faith discussions, right? And then they go on the playground. They go into school. Uh, they go wherever they go or on a play date and they go into a home that's totally, you know, different faith based than what you guys are exposed to. Um, so what what do you do when they come home and say, hey, Johnny just said and it's different than what you've been teaching your, or Johnny's parents just said because it's different. So what do you do with that? And I'm going to throw that to you, Rachel, because you're probably more likely to experience that sooner than Lene is. Right, okay, so here's what I was thinking,
2: because there are a lot of things that are coming up. Um, you know, more worldly topics that are our our children are now more exposed to than ever. And so I often think when that comes up, I said, you know, if somebody says something that you that that you're not sure of, ask them to prove it, you know, say, where does it say that in the Bible? And then, yeah. And then ask me, like, you know, so if they're the, the Santa Claus thing is, is still done in, in our house. So, I mean, we're just going to wait till they get a little bit older and, and then tell them, but, uh, but things like that, these these topics I, you know, can come up on the bus and, and everything like that. Again, we're, we are not right there, but I, I want them to know that the Bible has all the answers and that's, that's where you need to start. So yeah, that's the first step for us.
1: So Mark, you and I have talked about this on our podcast of just um, kind of same thing that Rachel said, just asking people to share it but what would you say to you know the parents that are dealing with this in your congregation that come and say oh our children are being told something different uh you know we're we're teaching them to yes love God but then they go to school or they go somewhere else they go to uh, a local community organization and they're being told yeah God doesn't exist don't bring that stuff here yeah I, I
0: we are living in very like at times, I would say, or things like that, because the kids are being taught and being exposed to a lot more than what we were back in the, when I was a kid in the late 60s, early 70s. Um, There's a lot more out there. With that being said, there's still the same things out there that was there when I was growing up. So it's just more amplified now than it was then. And I think that one of the things parents need to really instill in their children, and I think this is where we've kind of fallen short as pastors, as a church, is to give the parents enough support and resources, they can answer the questions without saying, you know, pray about it, or just don't worry about it, they're wrong because we're doing the right thing, you know. I went to school with Jehovah witnesses, they don't believe in Christmas. So, you know, I came home one night and I said, those people are going to hell for sure because they don't know about Christmas. And my mom said, you don't know what their heart is like and you don't know where they're at, so you can't judge them. So we need to make sure that we teach our kids, even though we may not agree with them and agree with what they believe in, we still can be respectful and we still can be loving towards them and not hateful towards
1: them yeah that's like christianity 101 but unfortunately a lot of people don't believe in that i'm going to come back to that in a little bit but uh so Lene, when you were growing up um because i know your parents but i'm interested to hear Uh, Were there instances where outside influences, school, playdates, whatever, were kind of trying to influence your faith in a way that was in opposition to the way that your mom and dad were raising you?
3: I don't know if anything was trying to... or I can't think of any instances where people were trying to influence me, but... I know I did learn about like other religions and other cultures when I was young. And I mean, I don't know. (laughs) I don't really know. They didn't, I don't know. We just talked about.
1: Okay. And a totally unrelated, that's your cat, right?
3: Yes, it is my cat. I thought
1: your, (laughs) I thought your hand was under the blanket in a weird way and just kept moving.
3: yeah no she decided the kids went up to go to bed so the cat had to get on top of me (laughs) okay
0: if it's not a kid it's
1: a cat right (laughs)
3: well they say about being touched out like just too many people touching you and i never understood that (laughs) until now (laughs) i am
1: all right so mark what um What is one of the best ways, I think, because you hit on a little bit of something and just and and they also hit on something on on being exposed to other cultures, what what is one of the best ways to do that, to expose? And again, I I, like you, I blame the pulpit. And for Rachel and Lene, that is a common thing that Mark and I will say, uh, (laughs) uh, because the pulpit bears a lot of responsibilities for the lack of correct biblical teaching that's going out today. Um, but one of the way, what are one of the best ways that, as pastors, we can explain and equip people to better understand other cultures without sounding like uh, what we normally get attacked as, oh, you're just watering down the gospel, and you're just accepting of all these false religions, and blah, 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 and all that stuff? So how do you like bridge that gap so that people are more able to understand and accept other cultures and beliefs?
0: Good question. <laughs> Why are you giving me all the hard ones? Uh, I would say as a pastor, we are taught in seminary at least i was that we have a a stronger um responsibility to make sure that people are fed the truth Um, there are different denominations throughout the United States, especially, I don't know how many denominations there are now. We all vary on what we believe. Um, and and each church, even in the same denomination, sometimes varies on what they believe. I think the best thing that we can do as pastors and as parents is to show our children that, as I said, we cannot, we can disagree with them and still be friends with them Um, the primary thing that we need to be careful of is when we get into these discussions and they say well they said there's more than one way to get to heaven well you you can point that out very easily in the bible that jesus said i am the way the truth and the life no one comes to the father but by me it's very easy to prove that there is only one way to heaven there's many ways to hear about that one way to get to heaven you know the way i explain salvation may be totally different than the way floyds explains salvation um but as long as we believe in jesus christ born of a virgin crucified, rose again, and sitting at the right hand of the Father, I'm cool with that. That's all I need to know. And that's what we need to be teaching our children.
1: All right, I'm going to switch to a, uh, an example, sad example, of why we're having this discussion. Um, and again, if you brought the children back into the room, maybe escort them out. Um, so there was a recent just flood of people upset, angry or whatever, because, uh, Disney made a live action version of the little mermaid and they cast the little mermaid as a black girl. Named uh, what's her name? Haley Bailey. Uh, she's a singer. for uh, She's an okay actress, but she's an awesome singer. Uh, so they cast her as the uh, little mermaid, and a lot of people, even Christians, got upset because they felt like uh, it was just a big racial issue, and they told their children. And all these videos and things of them telling their children that uh, you can't watch this. And especially, it didn't bother me as much from the normal, from the non-Christian people. It bothered me to see people who were claiming to be Christians uh, making racial comments uh, of hatred and division. And that's what their children are learning. And that's the... that's what their children understand as faith. Um, and uh, I'm even getting more just ticked off again the more I think about it, because it's just,, ah. I had to do a detox today and just stay off of the Internet for a while, because it was just overwhelming the level of hatred and stupidity uh, over a mermaid that doesn't exist. Like that's like arguing, "You made the Martian white, or you made the Martian Asian." It's Martian. I mean, come on. But this is the the kind of things that where without a standard of faith, um, it's left up to interpretation. So uh, what would you, you guys are parents. um, I don't know. Do Do you, Lene, do your kids watch Disney at all? I mean, it's not blue, but or bluey or whatever it's called.
3: Bluey's on Disney Plus. <laughs>
1: okay, so. my
3: kids watch a lot of everything. We
1: they watch right. a lot. Okay. So, what would be your response to your children if they were able to understand and ask, like, "Hey, um, in the book, the mermaid's white; in this show, the mermaid's black?" Um. Well.
3: Probably mermaids aren't real, <laughs> so
1: it's. <laughs> isn't that the go-to answer for every? I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand. I don't. It's not making sense to me. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't make sense to me at all. I don't. I don't. I don't get it. That's I. I. I don't. I. I can't. I don't. All right. Okay. Go ahead. Finish. Sorry. I.
3: I mean. I don't know exactly what i would say i don't i think i would be like i think i would tell them that they picked a different actress or like i i don't know like i mean i don't know why <laughs> like, i don't know why they picked who they picked it just is yeah that i i don't know
1: you'd start from the basis of reality yeah okay what about you rachel how do you have that well first of all would i mean i don't know if your kids watch disney if you're a disney fan i'm not a huge disney fan other than the marvel movies but you know star wars all that kind of stuff but if they did watch it and and they had that question how would you approach that topic
2: Bob, well my friends that listen to the podcast will know that I'm a huge Little Mermaid fan. And so just from my personal perspective, yeah, I mean, I would still I would still watch it as long as as long as it's a good movie. You know what I mean? I I kind of feel like there's other, as we said, outside influences that want us to talk about other topics other than it's a movie. I don't, I I think people are trying to poke things that just shouldn't be really thought of. I mean, for for kids to watch a movie, it's like, yes, this is a movie and yeah, you can watch it as long as it's good. So, yeah, yeah, I, I feel like there's a hidden, there's a, there's a hidden meaning why, why this is all getting stirred up.
3: you know what the thing is we'll definitely watch it but i mean my kids are at an age where they wouldn't ask something like that because i don't think they would even notice or even remember (laughs) little mermaid Uh she might not even understand that it's the same movie like a reenactment (laughs) of another movie like i don't i don't even think she would comprehend that
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. well here's here's and this and i mean other than she's not real here's my take on it i i totally understand why they went with um haley bailey she's extremely popular these days um and she's a phenomenal singer um she's an okay actress not bad not not good but in my opinion um but i've only seen her in a couple of things acting wise but a phenomenal singer it's kind of like i don't know if you guys saw the where they did the remake, the live remake of The Sound of Music and they cast Carrie Underwood, not because Carrie Underwood was a phenomenal actress, but because she was a phenomenal singer and it's a musical. So they went, oh, we have a musical. Who's a good singer that's popular? Carrie Underwood. And people were like, ah, it's okay. She nailed the songs, but the acting was okay. And I think that's what they went with with The Little Mermaid. They were doing a live-action Little Mermaid who's a phenomenal singer, and that's popular. Haley Bailey is a phenomenal singer, and she's popular. Um, I mean, millions of followers on TikTok, Instagram, all that stuff. Everyone loves her. Uh, Even the people who are now hating on her would listen to her music. Uh, But now, because she's playing the role of a mermaid that people perceived was white, I mean, it's a mermaid. I mean, I just, I can't get over that. That's like if people argued that, wait a second, they remade the Wizard of Oz and they made some of the Oompa Loompas Asian. How could you do that? They're Oompa Loompas. I mean, it just, I'm, all right, I'm going to get off that. Okay. I just. All right, so i'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out to to you guys for any closing comments on what we kind of, oh, actually, I did have one more one more um, question. And that is, and I'm gonna ask the moms to to answer on this first. We'll start with you andna, and then we'll go to Rachel and then I'll let Mark have the closing comment on this. What do you do when within your own household, there's differing faith? Like if you and your spouse, like you believe in Christianity and he's an atheist, or you're you know uh, Muslim and he's Jewish, or you're an atheist and he's Buddhist, I mean, or you're a universalist and believe there's everything, and he's an atheist and believe there's no no God or anything uh, how do you how do you how do you what do you communicate to your children because those are some of the things that conflict and they can't both be true right if atheism says there is absolutely no god uh and even you know universalists say oh yeah there is a god but there are many paths to that god those those both can't be true so what what kind of how do you communicate that to your children how do you deal with that so I'm gonna i forget who i said i was going to start with but Lene, go
3: i have no clue <laughs> <laughs> like, i don't know i think it would be hard like your relationship would be difficult with your spouse having different beliefs and i think that's something that you would have to talk to your like spouse about how you would go about it i i've heard of people like just going to both like churches but uh, i mean personally i have no clue i not much
1: help there <laughs> well it's one thing to have like let's say you're both christian but one's methodist and one's presbyterian or one's lutheran and one's whatever because those you can kind of mesh and jive in similar beliefs but if one's buddhist and one's jewish those are totally different uh, beliefs about god if one's you know jewish and one's christian those are totally different beliefs about who jesus christ is i mean one says yeah jesus christ is god in the flesh the other one says oh, we don't even know if he's real uh, we do believe there is a god but we don't believe jesus has anything to do with getting to him so those are kind of different things so what are your thoughts Rachel? yeah i'm very thankful that uh
2: I, i'm yeah, I'm thankful that I don't have to, um, you know. I'm thankful that I, that I don't have to think about that one uh, either in our house because, right, even before, you know, when we got married and had kids, or before when we got married, and then we found out we that I was pregnant. I said. Um, you know, I mean, our, our, our faith was the same and you do, you just talk about it before, before the kids come along and I know people end up taking different paths down the road. And I think the most important part is that the kids do see that you live out your faith and um, you know, It will
1: come to light. It will come to light in time. Yeah, and I guess, Mark, that's where the conflict is because, if as Rachel says, they're each living out their faith, but those faiths are in contradiction to each other. That's got to be hard because, like, if my faith says I'm supposed to worship God and the other faith says there is no God. Or my faith says that Jesus is God. And another faith says, no, Jesus died a couple of thousand years ago. Allah is God. Or one faith says that, yes, God exists. And the other one says, no, he doesn't. How do you, I mean, that's, how do you live that out when you're both going to be living lives in contradiction to each other? It would make it very difficult
0: to be in a marriage like that period, I would think, without even thinking about kids being involved, just in a uh, husband and wife, you know, it's said that love covers everything and love covers all sins, and that's true. There had to have been something there that brought you two together, other than faith, it had to be something else, and it could have been something as much as, as, easy, as simple as just hey, that's a good-looking girl and I'm going to marry her. I mean, I don't know. but Again, it goes back to what I've been saying. We can disagree, but still live with each other and love each other. Um, When it comes to the children, I think that you need to show them that in life, everything is made of choices. You can choose to do the right thing. you can choose to do the wrong thing. Um, faith is nothing more and and Christianity is nothing more than choices. We can do the right thing as, according to the Word of God, or we can choose not to do what God tells us to do. And if we are if we were instilling in our children, morals of good living and, and the morals of of um just being respectful and being honest and being um loving and kind to others we're showing them god we're showing them jesus and even if our spouse is in disagreement with that and say i don't I don't agree with that. I have some very, very good living unsaved friends. They don't do anything. I mean, they love they love friends or they love others. They love um, helping others. They love doing things, and we're teaching our children to, to do that. And by doing that, we can get into loving others as God loves them if that makes any sense.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I will just add to that, that one, um, you said we, you know, it's about choices and we can all choose to, to make the right choices. Uh, I hope we all choose to not hate on people over the color of a mermaid. And we yeah, teach absolutely. our children to be better than that. Uh, yeah. To hate on people because of the color of a mermaid. It, uh, We, we, as a culture, as a people, um, have to be better than that. Yeah. There are so many more things we could be arguing about other than the color of a mermaid. This coming from a person who argues with people daily about whether or not Batman can beat the entire Justice League. Whole other <laughs> discussion, though. But it's not about the color of a mermaid. So, yeah. yeah. We, we can choose to do better than that um and the other thing yeah we we should i can only speak for christians right as a pastor uh, can't speak for the non-christians can't speak for those people who claim to be christians but don't live it out as christians and i know rachel and Lene have heard this over mark shares this and has heard this we've said it to each other we've both preached on it um uh we are called To love others, uh, including loving our enemies as ourselves, because that is exactly what God did for us. Um, That doesn't mean that we, you know, like people say, water down the gospel or accept sin. But if the only way you can rebuke that sin is by demeaning another person and putting them down because of their belief or because of their way of life is different than yours, then you're not doing it right. Right. Um, so, yeah, yeah. just we, we, we have to be better than that, not because we are better, but because of the Holy Spirit in us that allows us to be better, um, to respond in a better way, to treat people better than they would treat us because of our differences. It doesn't mean that we agree to accept or want to promote their faith or way of life. It just means we're going to love them no matter what, because that's what Christ did for us. While we were enemies of Christ, he sent us on, uh, God sent Christ to die for us. So um, that's what we're called to do, to love other people. That's what we and should be teaching our children.
0: And Don't beat ourselves up if we make a mistake. I mean, there's no one perfect except for Jesus Christ. So even though we're sinners saved by grace, that's what we are—sinners saved by grace. Um, we are to to continue to grow in that grace and continue to 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 be on an upward walk with the Lord. There are times that we're going to miss the rung of the ladder and fall down a couple couple rows and have to climb back up. So we need to make sure we're not beating ourselves up if we do make a mistake.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, but if that mistake is hating on other people because of exactly. the color of a mermaid,
0: I don't believe that. Do better.
1: <laughs> you better just
0: slide on down the ladder. <laughs>
1: yeah. All right. So that being said, uh, we're going to wind down. And again, disclaimer, this whole discussion was not to push Christianity on anyone. Or I realize that there may be some moms from the Naps or Nothing Moms group listening uh, who have different faiths other than uh, those of us here on the podcast. That's okay. We're not trying to push it on you. Uh, we just wanted to have a discussion on how do we have those conversations with our children? What do we do about it when our children's ask questions? What's a good age to do about it? Um, but because we are all christians uh here on the podcast um i'm going to ask mark to end this podcast with a word of prayer for those of you who it feels uncomfortable feel free to kind of push pause or um or yeah be done and we thank you for joining us but for everyone else uh, mark would you pray for us sure
0: Lord, we thank you that we can come and, and have discussions like this, and that we can learn from one another and get ideas and get encouragement and uh, instruction from you. And Lord, that's the whole purpose of of this podcast and and even our Faith Responders podcast is to encourage one another in our walk daily with you in our journey called life the so lord we ask now that you just be with those who are listening and uh, lord and be with us until next time in jesus name amen mm-hmm.